Well, it's happening. We're here. And there's a crossbow on the cover. We're back with a crossbow on the cover. Oh, my Which gosh. Which means we're getting the Huntress, right? Yes. I can't believe we've changed books. We are moving forward. We are out of the Midnighter and we are jumping into we're something We're on to the diff- Huntress, right? Yes. Excellent. Right. She has a right. crossbow. You know, and uh, I believe is- it's Helena Bertinelli. Yes. You wanted to read something different this week. Yeah, I did. Or Helena Wayne. Yes. Or Huntress, the original. It, but It could uh, be either Bertinelli one of them. And you would be um, happy. Yeah, like Birds of Prey. Or should I say Harlequin in the Birds of Prey? Because Harlequin's been in the Birds of Prey so often in the comics. Yes. And right. in the movie. Right. Well, that's why it was Harlequin and the Birds of Prey, not the Birds of Prey, including Harlequin. Yes. Okay. You just clarify that there. I see. Wow. You are coming through hot on this mic and I am coming through quiet. Am I really? I don't know what's going on there. I told you this this audio thing is just jacked up. Well, that's okay. I'll Uh levelate you later. Levelate me later. John uh, from the Mothership, who has failed to join us yet again this week. He's not here? No. Son of a donkey. He's never here. He said he was coming yesterday. You know, he uh, he said Cthulhu has its tentacles in all forms of social media. Well, damn it, Ricky Bobby. Except Funny Book Forensics. Wait, is Kenrick around? Is Kenrick around? When did we invite Kenrick? Never. Okay. Well, for that, those of that's... you that don't know... John and Kenrick are the co-hosts and producers for Greg. The spoiler verse. Or spoiler country. Spoiler country. Has many, many episodes. But, you know, the funny thing about John and Kenrick is if we're looking at the spoiler verse, you know, it's it's interesting because I don't know. I mean, I'm just getting into spoiler verse. Let's 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 jump into scpod.net right here. Yeah, it's okay. scpod scpod.net scpod.net. Um, but if you just look for spoiler verse online, you're you're gonna get here. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. We if we look at the team, I, I mean, if if we're really getting into it, I think we're getting second fiddle stars. Because let's face it, like Casey Allen is the real, you know, star of Spoiler Country. Who's Casey Allen? You know, the one that does all the interviews with all the comic book people. I I, I don't listen. What? I'm just joking. I'm just, I wonder, that was the best real response. Like that was not even planned or what? canned. Dan was like, wait, what? You don't like <laughs> Yes, I know who Casey Allen is. You, yeah, well, I mean, so Kenrick and John chew up Casey's work and then Casey delivers. And then like any good you know, project manager or corporate boss, Kenrick and John come back at the end and take all the credit for it. You know, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But there's just, just your, like your real time take it. Like it was like a, what, wait, you don't know who this person is. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, the good news is yes. that, you know, now we've really encouraged John and Casey and Kenrick to all come on our show. John, you wanted an advertisement for the spoiler verse, my friend. Here it is. Casey Allen does amazing interviews. 
It is true. 100% true. On the spoiler-verse, Casey Allen. On the spoiler-verse, Casey Allen is Cthulhu. Unchained. I don't even know. This could, could Cthulhu be held down into the ocean with chains? I don't even know. If a sea captain Cthulhu was like chained, like if, if it was a DC com- that sounds very DC Comics, and we're on to DC Comics today. Like Cthulhu unchained. Well, like I'm like I'm just thinking if I was a sea captain and the only thing I had to do to fight Cthulhu, if Cthulhu was rising out of the ocean, I would like I would drop anchor and I would like I would give it three four five shots off the anchor i would like i would let all the line out right on cthulhu and that would be the whole entire thing there would be no more chain and the title of that book would be infinite crisis cthulhu unchained the cry for justice and that would be the ultimate dc title oh that would actually be pretty epic oh man well i mean i just combined like every random dc title i could think of together like i love it you know you know who the best captain of the boat would be Casey? If there was a captain? No. Midnighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I guess you're going to force me to. Well, no, no. By the I'm, way, I, friends, well, no, if no, you're no. listening to Funny Book Forensics, list, you should be listening to all the great interviews on the spoiler verse. See how I queued you up there? It was amazing. Yeah. Did I say it right? Did I say it yeah, right? This is how we advertise. This is that was the best plug. It, my friend, that was the best plug ever. Oh my gosh. I'm, I can't I'm think of a better way to plug. I can't either. I mean, and if you, if, if, if that just doesn't get you where the feelings are and you like something a little darker, go on over. Oh, geez. To okay. Yeah. We can plug your stuff at the end. Let's oh, get into the comic. <laughs> fine. Okay. Fine. Fine. Wow. <laughs> we spent the whole like, yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll plug your stuff at the end. No, uh, none of this nerds from the crypt stuff up front. You know, okay. You know, I so was so nice. The, I was so nice during our meeting yesterday. To let uh, everyone else so nice, talk. Everyone else are. talk instead of myself. And, right. And this is the thanks I get. And I, I just took every- over. So here's Midnighter. <laughs> uh, we've got... Uh, We've got Helena Wayne Bertinelli, Huntress slash Spiral Agent Queen. What was she? Spiral number twenty six or something like I that. Think so. Spiral number one hundred and thirty three. I, I don't know. But she's got the cross on her shirt, like the old Huntress costume from the nineties, yeah. yeah, to make yeah. sure to drive home that you've fucked up one of my favorite characters once again. Oh. Oh, well, it's just factual. Sorry, I've now ruined our family-friendly podcast. But, said you know, words. like, how many times can... I mean, the crisis messed up the Huntress, right? Because then they couldn't have, like, Earth 2 Batman anymore. And then you couldn't have Helena Wayne. And then you got Helena Bertinelli. And then <laughs> that was cool. And Birds of Prey and all that. And now yeah. you get whatever the hell this is. Well, this, whatever it is... Right, we it get, looks epic. Sure, I'm, I'm um, we do get uh, oh Orlando Messina, Carlucci, and Fajardo Jr. So uh, we don't get ACO. We have another backup artist. Yeah, and Spiral takes aim. So we got a whole bunch of lasers focused on the Midnighter. Did he get his magic powers of seeing everything around him back last time? Uh, yes. I don't think they were gone. I think he just got just temporary like, temporarily while he fought Prometheus, his ex. 
Yeah. This catfish lover X. Okay. Um, well, this man. is great. He's, is he in an aquarium? Like what's going on? It looks like it. It looks like, are those fishy fishes? Yeah. Well, if they were fishies, oh, yeah. there's a shark up there. And very everything. pissed if one of those fishies got hurt. Oh man. And there's a shark up there and everything. Whoa. That's cool. Do you know about Lobo and his fishies? Do tell. Well, Lobo has some like space dolphins he takes care of. And if somebody kills his fishies, he gets very upset and goes and like takes them out. Oh, man. That's like that episode of SpongeBob where like they're looking and there's some like they like, go into the interdimensional galaxy and like, oh, maybe that's in the movie. Well, and, let's let's turn the page here. Well, no, no. Um, but there's like space dolphins. Oh, yeah, there yeah. are space dolphins. And I think we should turn the page because we get <laughs> the Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Oh, hey. By Frank Miller. Who's that? I don't know. Has he written things? I, I, I don't know. How about Brian Azzarello? Has he written things? Uh, maybe. Sounds familiar. Uh, unpopular opinion. Brian Azzarello better than Frank Miller. <gasps> For shame. And we get some of my favorite, John Romita Jr. I don't know who that guy is. Yeah. Well, they got <laughs> Bill Sankiewicz to, to ink over him, and that's the only reason this art is tolerable. Okay, I well, like before it. I insult all the creators on I know, The Dark Knight geez, Returns man, Last you're Crusade, so, you're let's so, turn the page. You're so cruel. I am Whoa. fired up today, Greg. He's we are into Midnighter. I'm, there's, I can't be anything but excited about this. Rochester, New York, beneath the Flower City, and all of the subways in Rochester, New York, because Rochester, New York is known for their underground trains and subways. That's right. It's where things happen. We have a, a guy, uh, looks like a gorilla grod with rhinoceros horns. Oh man, that is something you don't want to mess with. No, but no. he gets shot really quick. So oh, bang, right in the head. That sucks. How? Right in the kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, wow. Try pronouncing this the whole episode is going to be fun. Welcome to Rochester, Mr. M. Dawe. That's a, yeah. The name, yeah. Name. Okay. Well, Mdawe. Uh, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Dominic Mdawe is also known as Freedom Beast. Freedom During his country's Beast. apartheid regime, Dominic was arrested for taking pictures of racially motivated acts of violence being committed by white African or policemen, which we learn nothing about here. Mm. He was rescued by Animal Man and Bawana Beast. Now, if Bawana Beast showed up here, too, that would be pretty freaking amazing. It would be pretty cool, but it's probably it, not going to happen. <laughs> he was created by Grant Morrison. But, you know, like in Animal Man number 13 in 1989. And uh, that would have been great. But, uh, well, anyway. Okay. <laughs> by the way... <laughs> According to this wiki, he dies in 2009, a good seven years before this book, in Justice League Cry for Justice, number one. Oh. <laughs> See, I told you, if you just like combine like Crisis Infinite Cry for Justice and put a name in there, you have the name of like every DC spinoff short miniseries book. Wow. That is that is pretty wild. I'm we're going to take that one to the bank someday. <laughs> and he was killed by Prometheus. What? And now he's back alive again after Prometheus is dead? Whoa. One must die so the other can walk the earth? 
There can only be one, Greg. <gasps> Highlander! Well, it's, uh, you know... Well, I love those I, cars. They're pretty cool. You know, I don't want to get too distracted, but I can just imagine your co-host from a certain show listening to this podcast and just hating every freaking minute of it. What are you talking about? Exactly. So now let's go. Uh, secret. Uh, let's see. We've got. So who is Midnighter? No secret. I'm a fighter. He's I'm a fighter. always on the clock. Sounds like a lot. I was experimented on as a kid. My God, how many times does he have to retell it? You know what? The only thing I know about the freaking characters in this comic is that Midnighter fights and he was experimented on as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have we learned anything? And oh, by the way, on page two of the comic, they're going to tell me again about his blind enhancements. Yep. From last issue. Recap, recap. All right. Are we to the castle yet? <laughs> I I will tell you, honestly, like I, I I think it's mainly for those who don't know anything about the character as opposed to those who are, are like as opposed to those of those who of us who are following along with every issue. But those who are just like picking up an issue every week, that's for the one off readers. But yeah, it is it is something that like when I'm when I am writing a issues of things i dislike the recapping everything i tend to nuke it so but (laughs) well and we get to the next page and he's talking about killing prometheus again but he doesn't mention prometheus so if we were really building up the previous story that might be a good mention yeah but he says he punched the guy's face through his brain or something like that you know always starting out well oh yeah Punched his brain. Face. Face brain. And now we're introduced to Robert's roommate, Will. Okay, cool. Uh, what do we learn about Will and Robert? Um, um, you know, Robert's making a documentary on Midnighter still. Nothing's mm-hmm. changed. Yeah. And, and Will's his roommate. Cool. Um, yep. Do I care about any of these people? There's nothing to be invested in outside of the fact that they're just they're talking to Midnighter. Awesome. So we have some characters. It could be talking. He could be he could be at the bar hanging out with any of those folks talking to them. Well, he probably was. I mean, let's be realistic. And then they had to add in other characters. <laughs> yep. Well, um, we got Midnighter, writer Steve Orlando, Dave Messina, penciler. Uh, there's our guest, uh, Gertan, Gaten, Cor- Carlucci, inks, uh, Romulo Fajardo, Jr., colors, Tom Napolitano, letters, ACO and Fajardo, Jr. on the cover, Brittany Holzer, assistant editor, Chris Conroy, and Alex Anton, editors. Yeah. This comic was so badly written and needed two editors. I mean... <laughs> Mark Doyle, group editor. I'm, so, well, I'm not, like we've changed up some editorial staff here going into issue number eight. I mean, in in some situations, in some ways, when you're like, I mean, from my own experience, like when you're writing for, I want to say like one one storyline, but trying to put in different properties that mash together, you have editor 
editorial that works on those other properties. So they try to work with those things to make sure everything lines up. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe, you know, maybe making sure that everything kind of is cohesive and fits together. This is my benefit of the doubt, right? (laughs) Okay. Well, this story was so impactful that they didn't bother to update Dominic M. Donway's uh, DC database page with this appearance. So not even on Wikipedia. I'm going to go in and do it myself. Yeah, we should we should probably update that his last appearance was not in Justice League Cry for Justice. Justice League Cry for Justice number one. He was in an he was in an issue, a one off issue of Midnighter. He seems very killable as a character. That's unfortunate. Well, Rochester seconds before. Don't worry, we're gonna hunt some more. All right, this is fun. Um, is this like a Spider Man issue? Right, <laughs> it's, I'm not gonna. I'm not, it felt like it. Yeah, like hey, we've got this guy that hunts animals. I who, who's that character again? The 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 wait, the guy that hunts things, the Raven. The Raven is it a kill Raven? Your kill Raven, like the Raven, <laughs> nevermore. Quoth. Yeah. Like, I would love to see it. I would love this. In fact, this comic book would Craven? be made better by a drunken high 90s wrestler hunting things. Oh, my God. So, wait, like, what if it was just Mickey Rourke? <laughs> well, on that note, a uh, I mean, giant that would be, that would be awesome. Thing. <laughs> giant saber tooth tiger thing appears and Just uh being all the characters in movies. <laughs> rides a motorcycle toward it and throws an engine at it because yes. midnighter's first response to everything is to like kill it yeah i mean he's already seen the fight he knows how it's going to end he has to kill it and then there's some people trapped under a like 18 wheeler and then Dominic, who we don't know who he is, but he's got a. I guess we don't know who he is yet. Oh, we did because well, we don't because he's masked now. But I can assume he's the guy that came off the plane with spectacular abs. Yeah, and a very large package. It's true. He does have. <laughs> so, Greg Fox, if you're listening, this looks like one of your artistic pieces. Shout out to you. Um. Don't worry, I don't own one. Um, I'm going to put your phones away, okay? So he rescues the guy, and he stops Midnighter from fighting the giant beast. Okay, this is fun. And, oh, hey, on the next page, we find out he's connected to the red. And I only know that um, because we get the same red background that always shows up in Animal Man. Ah, and Look so he takes these animals apart and converts them back. We've got a leopard and an, an effluent. He takes them apart and puts them back together again. Yeah. Um, well, and he explains in some exposition that he's Dominic M. Dawe and that these animals are created by an illegal hunt club. Um, the sportsman's ambition, um, which sounds fascinating. I feel like the sportsman's ambition probably was 
was that the name of the Russians at the Olympic this year? Because, you know, they were banned, right? So they had to go by another name. So do you think they were just called the Sportsman's Ambition? Uh, maybe. I kind of like it. That's better than the ROC. <laughs> Perhaps. So the Sportsman's Ambition, I kind of like it. I mean, they would totally be led by, you know, their gracious country leader, right? Shirtless, yeah. riding bears through the woods. We are the sportsman's ambition. Well, anyway, we uh, have more things happen and more fighting happens. Looks like we're going to have a nice story. I thought that Spiral was on the front. Why is this all about so like, yeah, I don't know. I, it's all about, I mean, well, that's that's how these stories start, man. These, this, if I've learned anything from reading these Midnighter books, it starts out <laughs> with one thing and then curveball, there's a twist. It, it goes into a different direction completely. That's great. It starts with an earthquake. It does. Birds, Only, snakes, huh? and airplanes. Yeah. It, um, I mean, if that's, if that's what you're thinking, I mean, it could yeah. be exactly could be. that. What if we just took lyrics from REM songs and then themed every Midnighter book off of them? I don't think that's going to work the way you want it to. As much as you want it to. As you can tell, I'm very interested by this book. Um, oh, now we get a spider. I love spiders. It looks oh, like God. a spider. Just like kill yeah. it, kill it, kill it with yeah, fire. Please kill it. This is fun. Um, and Midnighter's going to fight a giant spider. Um, He's like, and then Midnighter's going to get spider, shot by um, a guy who looks like an angry <laughs> no, white guy who shoots things. Um, oh, dude, he's gonna like he's getting into a fight with a. Um, uh, oh, okay, and Midnighter's <laughs> chatting with him while he's got a gun to his head. Did you think he could sneak up on me? This guy's pretty dumb because he hasn't shot in Midnighter yet. Yeah. Um, but Midnighter points out that his bones are carbon fiber and his muscles are supercharged. I can hit you faster than the eye can see. That means I can hit you before you pull the trigger. Get ready to go to school. Um, so now Midnighter has as many superpowers as Martian Manhunter. Whoa. All right. Well, he takes this guy out and uh, he's ready to go. And then he throws the guy away and yeah, it's just exciting. Um, oh man. It gets rough. And, uh, he gets a hold of, uh, Dominic and Dominic changes the bad guy into a mosquito guy. Oh dude. And then Midnighter kills him. No, he doesn't. That's the twist. Oh, he doesn't. Midnight or no. It's over. Let nature rule from here. Let the mosquito go. Okay. And then a bat kills the mosquito. So that makes it okay. That makes it better. If like you want to kill somebody, but you don't do it, but then you put them into a situation where they die, that means you're absolved of all guilt. Yeah. Circle of life. Right. So like if I wanted to kill my puppy dog, I could just take her and abandon her in a den of lions and then I would not have killed her. Why would you even do that? Well, I'm just relating it to what's happening in the story. I'm not saying I would do that. She's happily sleeping on the bed over here. That was messed up analogy. <laughs> 
well, I mean, it's what it is. And they're just so like happy it. about it at the end. They just murdered someone. It's so, true. Yeah, I know. They're having a big old powwow, like camp out. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, and it just seems out of Dominic. I like, I don't know a lot of the Dominic history. I'd have to go back and read, reread some Animal Man back from uh-huh. back in the day. But those were good books back then. Those late 80s, early 90s Animal Man were really good. But, um, you know, the motivation here of the character, he's about freedom and opposing apartheid and supporting the animal kingdom and yet he's murdering people happily and smiling about it. Well, I mean, seems weird. He turned the man into a mosquito and then sent him on his way. He didn't really murder him. I mean, nature did nature did it. Yeah. Well, we get to the next page and Marina Lucas is getting out of jail. All right. Yay. She's Maybe back after how many, how many issues? How many issues? How many issues? I mean, like she's like technically four. back. Nah, was it like issue three or issue two? It's okay, issue two. Long. So, I mean, she's been there kind of on the fringe. And now she's and he's kind there. Of, oh, he's still stalking her. And he's there in a Trans Am from the 70s. Eh, he's, he's like her, her big bro picking yeah. up. After He's school. looking a lot like Nathan Fillion if he had a black duster. A black duster. <laughs> Nathan Fillion starring as Midnighter. Are you trying to make a pitch? I think I am. If they, I, I would say if Nathan Fillion was like, if they had pitches back in the 90s right, right after Firefly. 100%. Nathan Fillion. In a black duster, Nathan Fillion, the wise cracking superhero, Nathan I, Fillion, telling you that he has a computer for a brain. I think figure 100%, out all fight calculations. He could have he could have been Midnighter back back like right after Firefly. Nathan Fillion having hot gay sex with any any dude he comes across. Blonde actor playing. Apollo. There you go. Blonde Nathan actor. Fillion. Hmm. I gotta, I gotta think about this. Now, now you're like, I kind of like, I want to see this now. Like, see, yeah. Like, what would it be? It'd be. Hmm. Who would it be? <laughs> hmm. Nathan Fillion. Let's see. I, I think, I, I think I have an idea. Okay. I think I have an idea. Nathan Fillion. Liam Hemsworth, Midnighter and Apollo. I, I still think Nathan Fillion is too old now for the the Midnighter role. Oh, okay. I think we need a younger Midnighter. How do you know that Midnighter is not a silver daddy? I mean, maybe. There's a lot of leather going on there. There's a lot of leather. There's a lot of leather. Well, on that note... <laughs> we'll move on. He leaves. He introduces her, gives her a car, goes away. And now he does have healing powers too. I didn't think about this. You're right. I mean, he could yeah. be, could totally be a silver daddy. It's possible. So Whoa. you opened my eyes to something Susan, new today. This yeah. is upsetting. <laughs> it's your what? playbook. Midnighter agent 37 in front of me. think I'd forget. Oh, great. Oh, uh, they're back. I love Spiral. We're getting them at the end. Spiral's my favorite, especially Spiral with Huntress. 
Yep. Well, they say he's gone native, and uh, they're probably right. He's been trying to hook up with everybody at the bar. Yep. Oh, hey, look. They're in oh, the Oh, we have a weapon. The Perdition Pistol, the latest potential disaster across my desk, is one of yours. One of your first cases, after you walked out on the gardener, you brought it in. Someone took it from me. It's in the open. I want it back. So off panel, he brought something to them. They lost it. They want it back. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Spiral seems pretty fucking incompetent. They do. They do sound. They don't sound like they're the most together uh, group of folks. They sound like they've uh, they've made some mistakes here and there. Well, anyway, he has targets and they flip the page and we see Parasite, Deadshot, oh. Captain Boomerang and Harley Quinn, which can Whoa. only mean with Boomerang, Deadshot and Harley Quinn in the group together that he's going to fight. Oh, my gosh. Is it the 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 Suicide Squad? Oh, damn it. I thought it was the Earth 3 supervillains. Oh, I was. I, well, that's I that's who I really thought it was. And I, I should have said that I should have I, I, I should have I should have said that. But um, yeah, I, the, I, like Injustice Society. Ah, uh, the Injustice Society. It could be it. Well, this is exciting. Um, I cannot wait to get to the next issue. Um, we have I, another advertisement for Dark Knight three master race um, with Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. Yeah. Excellent. Then we get a Green Lantern Corps Edge of Oblivion in an advertisement. Um, that's that's cool. Okay. So, yeah, that's um, okay. And now we're on to Midnighter number nine. How are you feeling? I'm feeling Hanging good. I'm feeling excited. We're gonna we're we're talking. We're walking in and talking about something relevant. Midnight well, this cover taking, is badass. It is pretty badass. He's taking on the Suicide Squad, who I hear have another another movie in their franchise. <laughs> yeah, like we, you know, well, we have a whole episode about previewing that movie, sort of, and being really disappointed in what we found out. Everybody keeps asking if I've seen it, and I have not. Well, you'll see it eventually. Eventually. Um, there's Harlequin. I'll, I'll give you a hint. One of these characters is in the movie, and one of them's not. Wait, what? I can't imagine why Will Smith wouldn't have come back. He's not? <laughs> nope. No, 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 no. Because they're so creative over at Warner Brothers. And, you know, we've got the greatest movie director ever and writer, you know, helping out with that movie. Who's so insightful that he creates a character called Bloodsport who has, wait, Bloodsport's daughter is in trouble and he has to be on the Suicide Squad to help his daughter. Ah. Oh. It doesn't sound anything like the 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 yeah. It, it Yeah, no, not at all. Um, you know, it it it's yeah. Well it doesn't sound familiar. No, not no. at all. Never heard this story before. Well, anyway, we, we flip the page and we get an advertisement for DCL Access, which, you know, great, because um, they've changed that service like 18 times. So we're, we'll move on from there. Wait, are they on a different service now? How am I supposed to get my books? 
Jason Inman. Seriously? Uh. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> Let's uh, turn the page. Midnighter. Whoa. Hope you're not too comfortable in there, Midnighter. You're enjoying your new position of power, Marina. Yep. And uh, she's uh, the spiral handler. Okay, so the roles have flipped, I see. Marina was in jail, and now Marina's in charge of Midnighter. So what was the explanation? Can you explain to me what the backstory buildup to get Marina into Spiral was? There was no backstory buildup to get her into Spiral. What? Like, Helena didn't go visit her in jail and some off on some panels, or... I'm sure um, I'm sure there was Dick, a discussion. Dick Grayson didn't go see her. I, I'm sure there was, but they never gave any exposition as to any of that or any. It's just oh, like, but I definitely know Midnighter has a fight computer. Yeah, there was there was definitely like, um, hey, I know this. I know this person. She went to jail because of um, she had a um, she had some stuff going on in her family. And uh, she wanted and revenge. She'd be great, but I think she's a great fit for what we're doing here. So, so come on, bring her onto the team. That's okay. Well, that's all we know. <laughs> like, well, that's, we find that's out my the Task Force X stole the Perdition pistol. Oh crap! Intel names the crow's nest as the most likely holding site. It's an orbiting vault. Research and development locked down. So they fire. Okay. So they fire Midnighter at it in a giant bullet. Uh huh. So he can't just use one of his fucking doors to go there. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Okay, when I was reading this, I was like, wait, he can't he can't just jump through a door and get there. He has to like jump into like a a non like a non pilotable capsule and get shot up into space. Yeah, and how does he plan to get back through a door? <laughs> oh wow well he makes it through he's in and he's ready to fight and he's got a crowbar writer steve orlando aco pages 11 1 through 11 and 16 through 20 hugo patris pages 12 through 15 fajardo jr on colors uh tom napolitano letters and aco and fajardo on the cover it looks like they are inking themselves in this issue so that's cool Okay, one thing I have to say, and I mean, I'm just I'm just going out on a limb, but he's he's being shot into space on a big giant space bullet, um, essentially into a space station in space. In um, space, well, he has carbon fiber bones, you know. Yeah, but I've been watching a lot of stuff that has to deal with the whole space stuff, and and why things work the way they do, and why they don't work the way they don't. And why they're like having to postpone things because things are a little off and like just the trajectory of of having a giant drone space bullet being shot into space to go connect to the ISS. And if the trajectory is just off by too much because something's out of whack, it might not work correctly. If you shoot a giant space bullet into the sky and you shoot it into a into a flying space station, I'm pretty sure something bad's going to happen. And it's not just going to be midnight or jumping out a door hatch with a crowbar. I'm, I'm imagining decompressor, like depressurization and, uh, um, uh, like, you know, like the whole entire space station, like 
collapsing on itself. But I mean, I'm not a physicist or uh, like a like a person that not a physicist, like I, somebody that does physics and stuff like that. I, I don't know how all that stuff works. Um, just somebody that's just like watching a lot of stuff on 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 like CNN and like or whatever, like wherever they do these space launches and you know on on the YouTubes and stuff like that after they do it. And I'm like, mm, this just doesn't seem to add up, but Hey, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we get to task force X black site, the Arctic, and there's Amanda Waller, one of my least favorite iterations of Amanda Waller, um, observing that Midnighter brought a crowbar onto her station and she's talking to a character named Afa. And let me read you the original. And, and let me read you why I hate this uh, version of Amanda Waller. Okay. Let me read you her original origin. Amanda Blake grew up in a crime-ridden Cabrini Green area of Chicago. At age 18, she married 20-year-old Joseph Waller. And they quickly had a large family together. Her first child was Joe Jr. Then Demita. Then the twins, Martin and Jesse. And her youngest child, Coretta. Their lives were a financial struggle and they relied on social pro programs, but they were happy. Joe Jr. was set to go to college on a basketball scholarship till he was killed in a mugging gone wrong. Demita was raped and murdered in an alleyway on her way home from church. They knew who was responsible, but the police could not get a conviction and had no witnesses. Her husband, Joseph Waller, set out to kill the rapist Candyman, whose name is Candyman, and both men were shot shot each other dead. Amanda swore that the streets would take no more of her family and she worked hard to put all of her children through college. Then she put herself through college and earned a political science degree. Amanda decided to go into politics and she was approached by Democratic congressional candidate Marvin Collins to become his campaign director. Collins was elected thanks to her efforts and he took her to Washington as his aide. Amanda discovered the old Task Force X files while searching through old bills and asked to revive the Suicide Squad under her direction. That was the original origin. So Amanda Waller is a fucking badass. Right? Mm-hmm. And also not young. Yeah. She's, she's, she's lived a, an entire life, right? She, she, yeah. She's lived, she's lived some, some stuff. She is, right. she's, and she's, and she's, she's a badass, right? That's why yeah. when super villains come up to her and threaten her, she's like, fuck you. Been like, there, done my that. kid was murdered. My daughter was raped. My husband was fucking murdered. Fuck off. There's literally nothing you can do to me in life that can harm me. Mm -hmm. That's why she's a badass. What is this I'm looking at from an artistic standpoint? You're looking at a young Amanda Waller. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the wall, right? Like it's just, yeah, it, it's just not right. Um, it was one of those reboot things that, or, you know, whatever. I, new 52, new DC, whatever, whatever relaunch it was in. It's just like, yeah, it didn't work. And what's, 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 what's really weird to me. And I mean, like when I'm reading, when I'm reading this and, uh, reading, reading this book, this, this issue, and you get the Task Force X stuff and you've got the spiral stuff going on. It's almost like uh, two two teams that you would expect to be on the same team fighting against each other. Yeah, and and if you had a book called Spiral X, that would have been an amazing miniseries in late 1990s Marvel Comics. 
<laughs> so we got uh we've got the fake Amanda Waller, which I'm gonna say this is not the wall, right? Not you know, the, the other thing that pisses me off about this too, just okay. as a side note, when they launched and this happened in Suicide Squad too, so it's not unique to here. So this is not one I'm blaming on Orlando. He's just adapting the characters into his book, right? So yeah. this is not on Orlando at all. I just want to make this very clear. But the uniqueness of the wall, right? You know, the wall is a middle-aged woman who's a like large, right? And she's unique in comics, right? And then they transform her into every other generic comic book character ever. So you take what's unique visually and emotionally and physically about the character, right? And then yeah. eliminate it. Like, it's just insulting to the reader, in my opinion, right? And also, like, people that supported the character over time, because that that was the coolness of the character, right? Yeah, well, I mean, because you got you have a character that doesn't quite fit the the I don't know what you want to call it the the stereotypical comic norms, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it and it's definitely something that is unique, and for for a reader that is reading these books, um, there's something about that 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 also draws your attention to it that gives it a uh there's a there's a sense of gravitas to to that character being who she is as that character. You, you take that character and you re revamp them as a younger, um, younger person. It, it takes that down a bit. Yep. Well, and she was like government bureaucrat too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, well, anyway, okay, let's, let's move on from the wall, the fake wall, the fake wall. Um, now we get back to the station and, uh, you know, Midnighter's just walking through murdering people because that's oh, what he man. does. Just wreck shop. All these poor, poor folks. He's going to go get the perdition gun. I know. All these contractors on the Death Star, they were they constructing it. They had no it. clue. They just wanted to, they were working a little overtime thinking they would, you know, go spend a weekend at Disney World. I just introduced uh, somebody to clerks for the first time. And the only thing that they thought was funny in the whole movie was the discussion of, of return of the Jedi and the contractors working to build the death star. Yeah. That's it. That's all they liked. Oh man. What about, what about, uh, what about? No, nothing. They didn't even like that. No, man. They're the kind of person that rents Navy seals. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, ever try it uh, only once i couldn't get there yeah was it <laughs> happy scrappy <laughs> Jesus. well uh, anyway um now we've got uh a guy in a vest coming to attack uh midnighter oh um this poor poor bastard <laughs> But until I die, I'm the fastest killer alive. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't think he's going to do well. That's what suicide happens, right? Yeah. But it's called the suicide squad. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get a whole panel. Actually, this is really cool art. I'm not going to lie. This page with all the squares in the background. Oh, yeah. It looks really neat. It's very pop yeah. art. Kind of just like. It's. And, yeah, mid- and of course, drawn. we get the whole monologue of Midnighter once again, explaining all of his powers. Mm-hmm. And now he's faster than the Flash, apparently. So, 
Um, yes. And uh, anyway, he murders this guy. He just needs one second, dude. That's all all he needs. Yep. Okay. I'm well, cool. One more murder. <laughs> Next page. <laughs> Boom. It is a, it, it is a really cool panel layout. Yeah. All the way I down. Mean, it's not the, you know, and maybe it's just now I'm already sick of the Midnighter character, right? So maybe we've gone from I don't like the writing to I'm just like, you know, if this is the uh, Midnighter character, then, you know, I'm I'm pretty like, yeah. I don't know. There's there's something to be said about the sound effects being used because like in any comic book you don't have there's no soundtrack to go with it there's no i mean unless you find one uh that has a soundtrack but there's no generally there's not and there's no you're only queued up by this the the sound effects that are on the page that drive that in your head so what they've done here with the artistic direction and choice that they've made uh, for these sound effects and and for the the look and the feel and layout of these panels, it, it draws the eye. It's a it's a very nice experience, I think, um, for the schlick, and then for the the electrical um, buzzing sound uh, that you get in those three panels at the bottom. It, it's it's right. kind of cool. I, you know, I just. Yeah, I mean, the art's cool. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know, you can tell when ACO's back on the book, right? Because mm-hmm. every time ACO's back on the book, we're like, this art's really effing oh, cool. Yeah, it's there's there is definitely no doubt ACO's art, like, out of the park. Well, we get uh, we get a look into Henry Bendix, apparently, Whoa. down at the bottom of the page. Um, he gets, he sees, like, a genetic makeup of this guy, and um okay cool i don't you know this is an old stormwatch character uh we don't learn a lot about the character right here so what we're gonna have to do i think from what i'm understanding what you just said is we don't know very much about this character and we don't know who this character is so what we need to do after we finish this run is go back to old stormwatch digging those boxes oh god we're going back to stormwatch number one like from 1990 <laughs> It's either that or Oof. one. Oof. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, we could do that. Um, so, Listeners, well, anyway. You we, tell we us got, what you want. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All one of you. So, the, uh, yeah, it's here. And, uh, you know, I think this is a good time for some advertising Oh, right yeah? now, uh, pause point. Yeah, we've got Henry Bendix. Um, we've got a reference, and Midnighter's about to do something. What do you feel like advertising right now? What do I feel like advertising right now? Well, there's a plethora of things that we can advertise. Uh, well, you know what? I what? know that whatever we're advertising doesn't murder people through using double helixes. This is true. It doesn't. In fact. I would argue they don't even murder people by using a computer brain. Do they In murder fact, people at all? I think they may not murder people at all. Oh, well, that's good to know. What and do they that's do, the Dan? the standard we hold our advertisers to. What What do they do, Dan? I don't know. What do they do? Well, that I, 
you were building it up as they're not murderers. They don't murder people with double helixes. They don't, they don't murder at all. So I thought you knew who they were. Oh, well, I was thinking of the Retro Emporium in Kent, Washington. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. They don't. They just they just kill you with kindness if that's what if that's a thing that you can do. And where can you find the Retro Emporium online, Greg? Uh, you can find it at Facebook at the Retro Emporium in Kent. <laughs> well, there Retro you Emporium go. Kent, so- or on Instagram, Retro Emporium Kent, or on Twitter, Retro Emporium Kent. And so you should go to the Retro Emporium in Kent and buy things. Check it out. Because at the Retro Emporium in Kent, they don't murder people. This is true. We do bring back your memories, though. Kind of unlike Midnighter, who can't remember anything, we bring back your memories in your childhood. Well, he found his childhood and he gave it to Apollo. Do you do the same? I mean, if Apollo came in and wanted to have our uh, some, some childhood memories, then we would do that. For- if Apollo came in, you should call me and I'll come to the store. <laughs> that's deal okay well <laughs> shout out to the retro emporium in kent washington and now we're back to our regular scheduled comic Woo! well we're here and uh he's talking to marina and he says this just got interesting oh, and man. then uh he takes uh stuff and destroys the perdition gun and throws it outside and then uh the matron helena gets upset calls him a jackass and uh, we're back to normal. Like uh, he's fighting with spiral now, even though he works for him and he comes back to spiral through a door. Yep. I told you that's what he was going to do. Duh. (laughs) This is so dumb. Sometimes the easiest way to do it is the, the way you would normally do it. Yes. He's going to blow up their, their space station, throw the gun out they're going to be mad. Nobody gets the gun. It's the gift of the Magi. <laughs> well, the good news is Henry Bendix, he says, is there are the Suicide Squad's working with him. And he says the Suicide Task Force X or Suicide Squad, whatever. Mm-hmm. He says Task Force X is working with a bad man. Does he understand the people that make up the Suicide Squad? That they're bad people? Yeah, they're all villains, usually, right? Are they really, though, or are they just rogues? Are they rogues or just villains? Well, you know. I mean, what's the difference, Dan, when you think about it? Captain Boomerang was in the Flash's rogues gallery, so he could be a rogue. Is he just, are they, I mean, are they just misunderstood? Could they be Yeah, I think it's very like they were misunderstood, right? Like we know in every movie... I could spoil the Suicide Squad movie for you right now, but I'm not going to. So we'll move on. I've from seen there. the Suicide Squad. I've seen number one. I know that they're good guys. <laughs> You're right, because people that murder people are always good guys. I mean, no. <laughs> well, we've already set a standard that we don't employ advertisers that murder. So this is true. This bad. We have to. Well, Waller dug him up. She's backing him to complete a project, says uh, Bertinelli. He abandoned after it went beyond his control. The unified military killer fueled by a Kryptonian DNA and a fight computer like mine. I won't allow them to achieve this. Oh, it's Midnighter saying this. Neither will you. Um, Kryptonian says, DNA. Bring me his head, Midnighter. Okay. Well, there we go. So now they're friends again. And after all of that, they're back at Boston Al Massey's. Al's oh, Massey. Yeah. Sorry, I said yeah. Al's Massey. Al's. This Mass? is great, and they're eating chicken wings. 
Not the best time. Or shrimp. It says it's not the best time, so I don't know. Okay. Well, anyway, they're talking about making their own decisions and being with people, and he's trying yeah. to get rid of Robert again. Well, I mean, of course. Well, you know. As he does. Soon after. It's like, do these people bother you? No, Midnighter is your identity all the time. This is part of your life, so it's part of my work. And uh, they're all chatting in the public, and he sends him through a door. It's exciting. Okay. Get in the door. Well, there we go. And then we get a spiral in the background. Whoa. So something's about to happen. And a fap. And something's coming through, and it's the Harlequin. Oh, man. She's no good. And the dead shot. Oh, no, that's not dead shot. Who is that? No, that's uh, that's somebody else. That is somebody else. Uh, I don't know who that is. There's a... Oh, let's see. You got... Is that... uh, it's not Savant, is it? Dun, dun, dun. No, it's Offa. Is it? Isn't that who? Uh, isn't that who the wall was talking to? Maybe. I'm gonna be really professional and look this up. Look well, anyway, up. um, he puts Robert well, out the we'll door. We'll figure it out. Um, the character was clearly so important that. Um, they felt the need to introduce him. Yeah. Well, uh, he gets stabbed anyway, right? So he gets stabbed uh, and they, blown they up. They take Robert away. He leaves, and uh, explosions happen. Crack up flume. I love that. Yeah, that's nice. You're right. The explosion noises in this book are great. They are really awesome. And now we have the Suicide Squad. You broke into Crow's Nest property of Suicide Squad. Did you really think you wouldn't find it? You know what? I'll say it. I like you this way. Leatherman can't stand it when someone's undercooked. Huh. Uh, according to uh, the Harlequin. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's like, how? I fought this fight a million times instantly. How did you dodge my strike? And whoever this guy who has not been introduced to us says, doesn't matter how many times you run our fight in your head. My brain is infused with chrono experimental science, a quantum window to a reality five seconds ahead of yours. <gasps> Every moment I've seen five seconds into the future. So no matter what you make, move you make, I'll always know what it's going to be. I'm afterthought. Oh, oh he's after afterthought. Midnighter, and once I'm done with you, you'll be one. <laughs> oh, that's so clever. Oh, man. Um, and Deadshot's just hanging out in the background. It's good. Okay. Yeah. He's just like hanging out. Yeah. Well, I think Afterthought's probably dying. What do you think? <laughs> that Deadshot's going to die? I don't think Deadshot's going to die. No. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, after Afterthought. Uh, beats the shit out of Midnighter and leaves him in the street with blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's very proud of himself. And uh, he's laying in Robert's arms and uh, 
they're like, tell you what, this is the end. And uh, that's the end of issue nine. And uh, that means the next issue is hitting a wall and we'll pick up with the next issue number 10. Not right now. Uh, Which means I've committed us to doing one more Midnighter episode. No, we have to read them all, man. There's only there's only three, two more books. All right, we'll do them all in the next episode. All right. Everything that's left. Everything that's left. We'll do them all. Before I commit to that, let me let me see how many are left. <laughs> You're like, before before I say yes. It's like, can I handle that? I'm I'm like I'm like literally like at this point, can I how much midnighter can I handle? You can uh, handle in it all. One sitting? It's not that much. But it's so fantastic. Well, Greg, I just went on that note. Um, Tell me, like, explain to me why I hate this so much. Why do you hate it so much? Because it's all over the place and it doesn't make any sense. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) It's damn frustrating. And there's a lot of things that, that could be done differently. Okay, so there are three more issues. So we can hit 10, 11, and 12 in our yeah. next go round. Oh, we yeah. do actually get the regular artist for all the episode. Oh, see, that makes it even better. And or we know there's an end point to your point. There's 12 issues, so there's going to be an end point. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it's just, yeah, it is. It's it's all over the place. I, I, I wanted to like this book so much. I think it's also because it has so many different, it's like things are shoehorned into this story like it could have been one straight up like midnighter story that goes into the dc universe it it makes sense and fits within the realms of whatever certain things get introduced but they don't have to necessarily get shoehorned into um uh a like a grayson book a spiral book and a suicide squad book and they did. They they did. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Orlando has to. If he had a really, if he if he was like pitched a great story and was like, "This is what I want to do with Midnighter. I really want to bring Midnighter into DCU." This, I mean, this is just me speculating. Uh, but you know, in the pitch meeting, and they're like, "Sounds great." write us up a th- write us up a, a a quick outline and then we got some notes for you and the notes are add this add this add this and he's like okay i guess i can and poor orlando is just knocking away at, at chipping away at some of the ideas that he had to to make certain things fit in and he's knock knock is- knocking yeah rap rap rapping yes exactly and this is what you end up with yeah it's it's not great. I mean, I will say, I mean, it it has kept my interest and I wanted to read the whole thing from beginning to end uh, for multiple Would reasons. Would you have bought it? You know, I think if I had bought, if I had been reading, if I had been reading this back in the day uh, when it was back in the 90s, and all of a sudden I heard, oh, Midnighter's back and it's on DC. And, you know, did you know? I bought all 12. I probably would have and been just excited to, you know, like, ooh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And how's it going to get better? And I think I would have been waiting on bated breath for it to get better 
and better. <laughs> and it just never does. I, I'm going to tell well, you. Well, we don't know that yet. We don't, we don't know, know that. that we don't know that. But I feel like the the um, young boy with a crush that just keeps wanting the 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 return note on top of the desk that never comes, <laughs> you know. And I feel I feel like that's where we're at. <laughs> Well, the good news is if you pick up this issue, boy, am I going to be re- issue, uh, releasing a blitz of podcasts soon because we have a, a backlog uh, because of some website delays and the website being down um, as John works to improve it. And I just do want to say this in, in all seriousness. Um, we were joking earlier, but Kenrick and, and, and Johnny work very hard yeah. uh, on the site. They, and they John do. has purchased a template to have the whole site redone. And so it was down for a little bit. They were rebuilding the database to make sure you have access to all your favorite podcasts. And you're going to get a new site very soon. And it's going to look phenomenal. It's going to so, be awesome. Uh, you know, big shout out to Kenrick and John for letting us be on their network, yep. uh, to be blunt, and giving you access to all this different content. Uh, so we can present it to you. And even when it's not our favorite book, we're still going to do it because that's the point, right? Like not every book is good and we're no. not going to go cherry pick every great book. Yeah. You're not um, going to, you're not going to go out and find like, you're going to go out to the comic book store and you're going to play comic book uh, roulette. You don't know which, which book is going to be your favorite and which one is going to be your least favorite when you go and you find new books on the shelf. And, you know, let us help you <laughs> like if you're digging through a box, uh, but you might actually, th- this might be a, your, your jam, you know, you might actually be interested in this, in this, this book series. This might actually spur you to go and read it. So if you do more power to you, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily bad. And it, I, as from a writing's perspective, it has a lot of good stuff to, to learn from. There's a lot of things that you can glean from this. So, and there's a lot of really good art. So if you like art, just seeing the different art styles that are in there, but you know, and that's all, that's all good. But like Dan was saying, uh, John and Kenrick, they're doing an awesome job at rebuilding the website. They're doing an awesome job at pulling together some really fantastic podcast podcasters, uh, YouTube people and other things that, uh, will make our overarching, uh, network better as we move forward and, I think it's going to be, it's where we're getting to a point where it's, it's, we're very fortunate to, to be part of this. And this is, this is awesome. Yeah. And I think uh spoiler country too, and their, their whole groups of, of, of podcasts, but um, I mean, they just have some amazing stuff and you get a lot of, I mean, my, I, and again, I was joking about Casey being the best. That's mostly because Casey does the comic book interviews and I love them. Right. Like I, mm-hmm. I think they're great. Uh, and so that doesn't mean the other stuff's not great. You know, I think that it just illustrates that I can listen to what I enjoy, but there's all sorts of pop culture stuff from across the board for everybody to listen to. While I'm going to obviously gravitate toward comic book creators, others are going to gravitate toward the actors and producers and writers that, that show up. And so it's just tons of great content out there. So John Kenrick, I believe we've plugged the, the thing. So I would like to get our bonus now. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I mean, if you if like like you're like you're plugging Casey and John and Kenrick, I can say without a doubt. Saul puts a hundred percent into nursing the crypt and making sure that you're going to get information about the, your, your favorite or not so favorite horror movies, anthologies, Kickstarter comics, ongoing comic books, and even video games and other things of that. Like uh, sometimes we get a chance to talk to the new and upcoming creators. Uh, the, some of the people who are making the comics, some of the people who are making the movies and some of the people who are, doing like from the from the director seat from the producer seat and even from the actor seat so it's been pretty cool to be part of that and talking to some fine folks who have been in involved in all those things uh from from some of our favorite movies and tv shows so uh and, and comic books so it's it's pretty cool to to be a part of that too so and and have that as as part of what you get from the spoiler verse yep and you also get us. So Oh yeah, we'll this, be this this fine podcast right here. <laughs> Two friends that's... talking about comics and, and life and, and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So on that <laughs> note, um we're probably gonna close it down here today, but we will be back soon um with another edition. And uh in, this one will be out uh soon enough, but and when it shows up, you won't know that it was delayed or anything like that. Cause it really wasn't, but I think we're going to have some <laughs> sweet content out for you all in a row. So if you're getting this, you're probably at the tail end of me releasing a bunch of content at once. Oh my gosh. It's going to be like the floodgates have opened. Yep. It'd be crazy. So we'll be on to uh, the next issues. That'll be 10, 11 and 12 in our next episode. And that'll wipe out midnighter. And then we'll be on to something new. I just don't know what that new thing is yet. I, I have a feeling I know what it is. Oh, yeah. You think you know. And then that would Wolfpack. involve me letting you make decisions. Wolfpack. Wolfpack. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to read a fantastic Larry Hama book? That's not what I thought you were going to say. I know it's not. That's why I said it. <laughs> so, well... <laughs> You're like, um, mm, no, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I might consider that. So it's <laughs> not what I thought you were going to say. I know it's not. <laughs> I can't uh, say us one every single time. Uh, yeah, you know, it's the best here too. I'm filling out a backer survey right now. Oh, are you? Yeah. 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 What are you backing? Uh, the Sparrow, where mythology meets superheroes. Sweet. Sounds pretty Micah cool. Micah Welch. How, but, I mean, how that much... campaign's over, so advertising oh, is it? Oh, okay. sort of silly. Yeah, as I'm filling out the Docker request. Well, I'm sure that... Uh, who is this? Who is the creator? Micah Welch. So w- I'm sure Michael Welch will have... C-H. I'm sure that they will have other other creative endeavors in the future. So people should go and check them out. Yep. So, well, there we go. Yeah, this is the second thing I've ordered from Micah. So. Oh, Micah. Is it Micah? Micah. Yeah. Okay. I said, I said, Michael. <laughs> My bad. Micah. Micah. So, well, 
I'm not sure you'd be interested in these comic books, but I like them. So. Well, if you like them, that is what matters. Yep. I'm sure but they're there better. There we go. So, well, <laughs> they're better than Midnighter. Yeah. I mean, notice how distracted I get when we talk about Midnighter because I'm like, yay, Midnighter. Only three well, more to go. Well, on that note, my friend, uh, we've yes. done our plugs. We've done advertising. We are on Facebook and uh, Twitter. I can't wait to find get our Funny bonus. Book Forensics on Facebook. You can find Funny Book 4N6 on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, with that said, um, you know, join in. We need you. Yes, we do. So follow us, find us, and be friends with us. And listen. And other than that, like us. Or just listen. You don't even yeah. have to be friends. Just, just, just listen. Just yeah. listen. Someday we'll be friends with you. We'll go back to like, you know, real life and no COVID. And we can be friends again. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've decided what I'm doing in my new life. What's that? You're going to have friends? Yep. Cool. Gonna well, make you wouldn't let me hamburgers. move, so now I what? have to have friends. I, w- I wouldn't let you move, so now you have to have friends. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I'm Wrong sorry. My fault. Okay. We're doing it. All right. Well, on that note, let's end this thing. All right. So for Greg and Dan, this is Funny Book Forensics. We're out.